This is Ari Kaplan, and welcome to this special e-discovery unfiltered edition of the Reinventing Professionals podcast. It is my privilege today to be speaking with Mark Zamsky, the CEO at Simplify, an integrated legal services provider that aligns e-discovery and contract analytics for corporate legal departments and law firms. Hi, Mark. How are you? I'm fantastic, Ari. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be speaking with you today. Tell us about your background and your role at Simplify. Yeah, so uh, I am the CEO of Simplify. I've been in the legal services industry since 1996. I practiced law in Philadelphia as a commercial litigator for four years before that. I now live in Houston, Texas, and uh, in my role uh, as CEO at Simplify, I'm responsible for Everything from operations through sales, through uh, client satisfaction and delivery, uh, and helping grow our new contract analytics and contract lifecycle management uh, division, as well as reporting up to the board of directors and the leadership of our parent company, which is System One. As you know, from February 14th, 2022 through March 7th, 2022, I interviewed 30 professionals responsible for e-discovery, mixed equally from law firms and law departments for the 2022 e-discovery unfiltered report. How has e-discovery changed over the course of this year? Yeah, it's it's there. And, and first off, the report's so fantastic. I, I refer back to it all the time. Uh, and I really enjoy using it as a resource. And so I really appreciate you doing it year over year so that there's results that we can track and, and look back on. But how has eDiscovery changed? It's, it's really changed in, in, in so many ways. Um, <clears throat> first off, the movement to the cloud has completely matured. Um, it is, you know, the laggards that are really behind that are that are wondering about, you know, how secure is the cloud or should we move there? or Oh, our clients don't want us to go there. I would say that most folks are really moving towards the cloud. The second, obviously, is not only pandemic driven data sources like Zoom and Teams, but just new data sources in general. And so we're having to deal with a world where you know, uh, you know, Microsoft Office or email or Word documents are now table stakes. People are really understanding them. And we're trying to understand these new data sources and understand like, wow, with a chat, there's no such thing as a document or there may not be a custodian. Um, cell phone collections, other forms of data, they're, they're, they're really uh, changing the entire landscape. And then of course there's um, AI, right? Everything is AI driven. Um, everything from IG initiatives all the way through document review. And what I sort of like to think about are there's like three terms, Ari, that have been sort of juggled about, and maybe we'll talk about them a little later in some of the other questions. But I, I look at these three words, and I think they all play here. Uh, one is platformization, one is ecosystem, and another is interoperability. Um, so people are looking for ways to sort of go to a single source to better um, manage, understand, and work through their data, whether it's for a, an investigation, uh, a litigation, or just, again, internal data management. And I think that all three of those words or any one of them uh, can really uh, encapsulate what's happening today with data. There were a number of really positive perspectives on Simplify's work and, and its approach. 
Simplify changed its name from compliance in early 2022 while I was conducting this research. How have you navigated that shift in branding? Yeah. So first off, we have the most amazing marketing department and thank you for everything that they do. They've made this change amazing. Second, you know, when we look back at our history, you know, we've been around since 97 as compliance. And the, the reason for our name originally was it was two, you know, antitrust lawyers doing Hart Scott Rodino work. And the idea was come to us. We've got workflows, project managers, we've got space and uh, teams of attorneys. And if you use us for your uh, HSR second request, you'll be in compliance with the, with the laws. Uh, as we matured and as we grew as an organization, got into e-discovery, legal, we expanded, obviously, what we were doing. We weren't just doing Hart Scott Rodino's second request. We now moved into contract analytics. At the same time, compliance as an industry, not our name, but as an industry, started to grow and become its own thing. So we'd call people and be like, hey, this is Mark Samsky from compliance. And they'd be like, wait, you're from the compliance department? What did I do wrong? And um, so we realized that there was a change needed. So the whole idea of Simplify kept a couple of uh, things, right? It, it, it kept the C for compliance. It took into account CI, which were our compliance integrations and innovations. And it was a really great play on words for how we're trying to simplify our clients' complex legal challenges. So the marketing effort has been really well embraced. Um, and outside of the slip up here and there, because I've been calling it compliance for the last 10 years, it's really going well and the clients have embraced it overall. In the 2022 eDiscovery Unfiltered Report, I asked the participants about pain points and business challenges that they were expecting to experience this year. How do you anticipate the changing eDiscovery landscape shaping how companies approach their matters in 2023? Yeah. Um, I, I, again, we keep talking about the explosion of data. I mean, it just keeps exploding, right? Or the, it's like the big bang, right? It just keeps expanding uh, uh, all the time. So I think companies are are highly focused on uh, IG initiatives and, and IG, um, not from a, hey, you know, where are we keeping our legacy stuff, but really managing data at the level in anticipation of either risk, opportunity, litigation, investigation, and do we want all this stuff around? And if it's going to be, do we know where it is and can we understand it? So I think that's one of the biggest challenges. Uh, the other challenges we talked about are new data sources um, and um, even the, the collection of cell phones. I, I will tell you that Cell phones and cell phone collections, the technology is changing so rapidly with updates that the e-discovery providers and the tools that we know and love aren't able to keep up with the changes. So cell phone collections have, are getting much more difficult. And so are things like, like Slack and, and, and Teams as you know Microsoft update um, aspects. So the ability to um, uh, actually collect data is taking a lot longer and is becoming much more intricate. And then finally, we talked a little bit about AI. And I think that the use of AI in review, sort of data reuse is becoming huge, like right, data lake of repositories. Um, and, and the more complex we get in the way we apply AI and apply models, um, getting very different. And then we're also seeing not just any discovery, but again, a huge influx of contract analytics matters, right? Which is for us, it was the convergence of 
all of the tools and technology and the workflows that we used in e-discovery now being applied to contracts. Instead of extracting a paragraph or words of an email, we're now extracting clauses within an agreement to understand what our obligations are. To your point, 80% of the participants advise that they're using artificial intelligence in their document review. Why are they doing so? And how do you see that usage evolving? Yeah, because the data is just, it's too bite, it's too much. Uh, and the AI is actually getting really good. Um, and so, you know, I think what we're seeing is the use of, um, you know, some of the tools do a really, really great job of, you know, that that TAR 2.0, that continuous active learning, you know, measuring um, uh, recall uh, behind the scenes and being able to filter documents to a stable system. We're seeing it at the earliest stages of e-discovery. And if you think again that, you know, going back with 80% of your cost-free discovery are in review, um, to the extent that we can bring that down, we can bring down overall cost. We can get to our data faster, we can understand our data faster, and we can start to focus on and better understand what are the most critical relevant documents. So I think that the advancements in AI, the advancements in um, some of the algorithms and models that we use and the way we're applying it um, outside of sort of the TAR 1.0 models and really harnessing what's available today in advanced technology. It's just too good not to use. When I spoke with e-discovery professionals about the qualities that matter most when they're working with an outside provider, they highlighted things like transparency, trust, elegant problem solving, customer service, accountability as key elements of that relationship. As your organization grows, how do you maintain your commitment to those fundamental factors for success? Yeah. I mean, those are such incredible qualities for any one company or any one individual that, that is dealing with clients to embrace. From a transparency level, we're using a lot of um, data metrics. We are using uh, Microsoft's Power BI, which we now call Power CI and CI Spend, to be completely transparent about all of our clients' data, where it sits, how much it's costing them, what our project managers are doing. They even get insight into their invoices before their invoice is ever issued. So transparency is really easy. And we also have a very transparent process in terms of, hey, we all make mistakes, right? So if we make a mistake, we've got to be able to understand it and why we made it, talk to our client about it. We try to talk to our clients about setting expectations about what they want to see. So the level of trust and complex problem solving comes in so that we're not just order takers. We encourage, we, we, we've got, you know, two teams now that are primarily running our clients' data. And it's a sort of a higher level project management, project management consulting group, and then more like a data operations or a technical team, more of the button pushers. And so they're doing more discrete tasks, whereas our project managers are the ones talking to our clients, really helping them understand search term reports or what do the analytics mean? Um, or how should we be approaching this uh, problem? Or what are you trying to achieve and being more consultative? So we really wanna understand what our clients are going through at any given point in time and give them uh, a really eloquent solution again to a complex problem. Therein lies the, the name, right? Simplify. I found that 80% of the respondents said that they were insourcing more of their e-discovery with 
88% of corporate law department representatives acknowledging that change. What factors are empowering their self-service capabilities? Yeah. And I, I, you know, without sounding like a commercial, it actually plays into the ecosystem that we built here at Simplify, which is we buy the, the software, we host the technology, we create a lot of integrations and innovations to create that sort of interoperability and platformization that I spoke of earlier. But what it does is it gives our clients the ability to DIY. Right. So instead of just collecting data and then throwing it over the, the wall, you have an outside counsel or to a, a, a provider, they're building in-house teams that they're working with their IT departments. They're able to directly connect uh, collections uh, and legal holds into the system so that they can manage them and then upload and process that data. And then I think that, you know, if we look back at your report, Ari, a, a lot of the focus there was on managing data on managing collections and legal hold, and also running sort of processing and filtering aspects while they're giving a lot of the review aspects over to companies like ours or outside counsel. And that makes a lot of sense because we're talking about data management, right? And companies not only have the ability to DIY, but the other thing that's driving that is ask a company on any given day, hey, where's your data and how much do you have out there in you know, the litigation universe? Many will scratch their head. They don't always know. So they're trying to keep their data in one place. And so when they have that ecosystem or that sort of platformization that they can work through, they're able to upload data into a single repository and give many outside parties access into that single system. It's better for metrics, it's better for spend, it's better for data management, uh, it's better for data remediation and security. 77% of the participants actually advise that they've created a standardized workflow to transform their e-discovery process. Why is that so important? Yeah, we work, we work on playbooks each and every day with all of our clients, not only encouraging them to start um, drafting them, but to, to update them constantly. It gives the ability to have consistent processes. For example, our, we work with a bank um, and we have a playbook with them that says that when we do productions, these are the formats we do it in, this is how we provide them. And then we'll get new outside counsel. And they're like, ah, we're just gonna send PDFs over and stamp them. And we're like, no, can't do that. The playbook says that we do it this way. Um, and that's really helpful to our end client because then they've got consistent results throughout. So those standard processes for how do we process data? How do we search data? How do we apply tags? And it's going to become more and more important, Ari, when we start to see more use of data lakes and data reuse policies as we start to grow. One interesting aspect was that 80% of the participants expect remote document review to remain permanent. What advantages does that offer teams? Yeah. It, it, so first off, it's a diverse pool of talent, right? We can pick from anywhere uh, really across the, the 48 states, um, not to discriminate against Hawaii and Alaska, but we would choose from there as well. Uh, but for the most part, we're getting a more diverse talent pool. Uh, and then the talent pool is able to work a little more in, in uh, intensely on those reviews because they're at home. 
If they need to work four hours and take an hour off and then work another four hours, we're saving time on the commute. And the accessibility and the security around these reviews is increasing. So we use a, a, a hardened basically Citrix platform that really does not only review monitoring of what the reviewer is doing, but also tracks metrics and also provides security for the data uh, that's being accessed. And I think most companies that offer a remote review solution have a secure solution around that. Companies are more comfortable with it. They realize the data is not actually going out there. So we're getting better talent. We're getting better results. We're finding ways to manage them. Um, I, I would like to say that costs are going down, but I actually think that, that costs are probably stabilizing. And if anything, maybe going up, because what we're seeing is less data needing more review. So we're looking for more sophisticated reviewers. So we're actually seeing a better pool of, of uh, more talented reviewers reviewing uh, uh, more difficult data. What issues do you see most profoundly impacting e-discovery in 2023? Yeah, well, we've talked about some of them. Um, advancement and application of AI in review. Um, data sources, which I think we've probably, you know, crushed that topic. Um, IG and data reduction. Um, you know, Ari, I think overall people want to control their data. And, and part of that control are we're going to look more at uh, privacy and security regulations, not only throughout the U.S., but really the rest of the world. So one of the more difficult aspects is not only where is our data, but what's in our data. And so how are we protecting PII? How are we protecting trade secrets? How are we looking at the security of our data, the privacy of our employees or people that are interacting with our data? Uh, and how do we uh, maintain overall compliance with all of the rules and regulations related to that? And I think actually, all of the processes that I spoke about, right? Whether it's analytics or IG, or how do we assess data sources play into that tremendously. So I actually think um, that privacy and security are, are, are going to explode this year. Um, I think they're going to be really at the forefront. We've all been talking about it. We've all been anticipating it. But as data sources get more difficult and as data continues to proliferate and we've got more places, um, I, I just think that it's going to really, really be an issue this year. I'm Ari Kaplan, and I have had the good fortune of speaking with Mark Zamsky, the CEO at Simplify, an integrated legal services provider that aligns e-discovery and contract analytics for corporate legal departments and law firms for this e-discovery unfiltered edition of the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Mark, it's been a privilege. Thank you so much. My pleasure, Ari. Thank you.